1: faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
2: About the only person in the American media who understands what's going on in the world right now and the stakes of it, or at least the only one who will speak it out loud, is Tucker Carlson. The brainless plan of our sociopathic, zombified overlords was to attack Russia, go to war in Ukraine. It's what we've always done. It's the only thing we know to do. When a country challenges our petrodollar, when a country leads the charge, as Russia is, to get others to drop the U.S. dollar, which would cause calamity for our dollar and our economy, we attack them and we kill them. The only difference before is that most of these people were oil-rich Middle Eastern Dictators and barons who are pretty easy for us to knock over. Vladimir Putin won't be so easy. But we're trying the same approach we always have. Wear him down through some kind of war. Assassinate him if we can. Take him out by any means possible. Show the world that when you challenge our dollar, we will kill you. Or at a minimum, we'll blow up your pipeline that provides half your natural gas as we did to germany so joe biden set off in his tour of europe to sell the idea of a new cold war with you know some hot components a little bit of battleground a few missiles launched into russia that kind of thing now you got to understand the biden administration is loaded with neo-maoists they love china they secretly admire china they wish to copy the chinese ruling style they're even building with your tax dollars the ai the algorithms to do it, to censor you, to censor populism, to censor micro-aggressions. They're all but in front of our faces, building a social credit system. So you have to understand, these people don't see China as very scary. If China were to somehow get some sort of control over the U.S. or influence of some kind, that wouldn't be a bad thing. These are exactly the kind of people they want to live under. Heck, it might even help the transition. So the plan was to sneer at Donald Trump, Um, forever trying to sanction or use tariffs against China, continue buying China's stuff, get paid by China at a think tank once you leave office and gradually adopt their way of governing citizens, all while taking out the non-woke Vladimir Putin, who they see as a threat not just to the dollar, but to the ruling order. Joe Biden, or at least the people who write what's on his teleprompter, were so confident of this, he actually went around Europe bragging about how he was going to bring down an empire, the Russian empire. But before he could fall up the stairs again on national television, Russia blocked them all in the most obvious things. Amazing, nobody, at least in the administration, saw this coming. They partnered with China. Only Tucker Carlson seemed to understand what that means and how right Trump was about this day coming because it's here.
3: People used to tell you that Donald Trump was stupid. Remember that? He's an idiot. But it's also true, if we're being honest, and we should be, that Donald Trump had far wiser instincts about American foreign policy than any leader in at least a generation. What's the point of NATO, he asked, nearly 30 years after the fall of the Soviet Union. No one in Washington could answer him. Shut up, racist, they replied. But Trump just kept going in his Trumpy way. Why would we fight Russia, he wondered. Wouldn't making Russia our enemy just drive Putin into the arms of China and create the most powerful and dangerous anti-American bloc in history? No one bothered to answer him. In fact, for the sin of asking, they called him a traitor to his country. They impeached him for it. And then they started a war with Putin. But in retrospect, Trump had asked a deeply patriotic question. If Russia ever joined forces with China, American global hegemony, its power, would end instantly. You'd have the world's largest landmass and largest natural gas reserves allied with the world's largest population and world's largest economy. So a Russia-China axis would be not just more powerful than the United States, but much more powerful. It would have the scale to control a lot of the world's economy and trade routes and raw materials. It could project military force that, posturing aside, we actually don't have the power to stop. If Russia and China ever got together, it would be a brand new world and the United States would be greatly diminished. Most Americans agree that would be bad.
2: I want to stop there for a second and encourage you to look at this map. It's at theconservativetreehouse.com. February 21st is in an article that starts Chairman Xi plans Moscow visit. And what it is, is a map of which countries have sanctioned and condemned Russia for the Ukraine war and which countries haven't you'll see the yellow, the countries that have condemned or sanctioned Russia or both, is less than half the world. That's who supports us. Then you can look around and see, wow, okay, from Mexico to South America, Africa to China, India, Russia, basically a little more than half the world, they haven't sanctioned Russia. See, Americans live in a sanitized media bubble in which we think we still lead the world. We're still the world's lone superpower and everybody agrees with us. This should be child's play, but they're not. Why have these countries not sanctioned Russia? Because they're watching what would look like, if you could see it on television, a tennis match to see who wins. Is it going to be Russia and China and the BRICS countries and the new currency they are working on? Or will it be America? They're Fighting their time, they're waiting to say, because they don't know who will win. Americans have no idea what's at stake in Ukraine. But Tucker Carlson sees it. I'll let him continue.
3: Now, as Donald Trump predicted very clearly, that is happening. Thanks to Joe Biden's reckless and self-destructive response to the invasion of Ukraine a year ago this week, the economies of Russia and China are intertwined. Chinese spending on Russian goods has increased by more than 60%. China now imports more coal from Russia than it has in the last five years. Chinese shipments to Russia, meanwhile, are up by nearly 30 percent. Companies like Ford and Toyota pulled out of Russia. They had to, remember that? So what happened next? Chinese automakers stepped in. Chinese car makers once made less than 10 percent of all cars bought in Russia. Now China makes a third of them. And you can see where this is going. The same thing has happened with smartphones and countless other consumer goods. Not surprisingly, the Chinese UN is replacing the dollar in Moscow. Chinese currency now accounts for fully one-fifth of all trades on the Moscow stock exchange. That's up from less than 1% last year. So these are deep and growing economic ties, and they're formal. The thing about economic ties, however, is that they lead inexorably to military ties. So it shouldn't surprise you that China is actively helping Russia in the war against NATO. Which we are leading. In other words, the country with more ships than any navy in the world has united with the country that has more nuclear armed ICBMs than any country in the world to fight us through proxy in Ukraine. Well, that's scary. And the thing is, everybody involved seems to know it's scary and just how scary it is. Our leaders understand that their push for total war with Putin, which is unnecessary, could lead to the destruction of the West. They know that, but they're doing it anyway.
2: Even Saudi Arabia, which once propped up and continues to this day to prop up our dollar and our economy by insisting as the head of OPEC that all energy be sold for dollars, has now but all but committed to sell China its own energy and you want pretty good strategic move for them. They, by the way, haven't condemned Russia either like India, who used to be our ally. I'm not really sure where they stand now. In Washington, shock over this move by China has ensued. They truly didn't see this coming. At first, they did what they usually do, spin a narrative and lie. No, China's not really going to help Russia. They're just saying that. But that lie faded like a bad stench. Then Joe Biden, who is so utterly owned by China through blackmail and the Pentagon, who is so utterly owned by China, also through blackmail, since we now know that they partnered with the Chinese to create COVID and other COVID-like viruses. Again, the source on that, if you're new to the Battleground podcast, um, is the book, published by Simon and Schuster author, Dr. Huff. He's the number two at Echo Health Alliance. He was the one who managed and ran the $40 million worth of funding from the Pentagon through the Wuhan lab and oversaw the research there. He says in his Simon and Schuster tell-all that we created COVID there for the Pentagon
0: what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last.
2: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In partnership with the Chinese. The Chinese have the Pentagon. The Chinese have Joe Biden. This is why both hunkered down in terror over a balloon. They couldn't shoot it down. They tried to hide it from you. They lied about the timeline. Oh, 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 we, we couldn't shoot it down. We didn't see it until the 28th when it was over Alaska. No, turns out they watched it take off on the 21st. China has so much compromise on our Pentagon and on our president that we are virtually paralyzed. So what does it mean when China partners with Russia? And they're like, yeah, we'll take that bet. We'll take you on in Ukraine. Nothing good. See, we could easily put a stop to the China side of this equation in exactly the way Trump wanted to do with tariffs and sanctions against China that quickly wind down all dependence economically on them for any goods or products. Bring it back here. Bring the cost of energy down here. Let us drill. We'll produce our own stuff. We can tell China to grant to pound sand. After all, more than half of China's foreign exports get bought. Guess where? Here. We have total power over them, But Joe, do- Joe Biden doesn't dare. He won't. He won't sanction them, no matter what they do. He will not interfere with their commerce one iota because of the compromise. It's why he wouldn't shoot down the balloon for a full three days, even after we discovered it. How is a guy like that going to go to war with China? The only way that makes sense is not militarily. It's to kneecap them with tariffs like Trump wanted to do. We could totally cripple them. Heck, we could finish off their economy. Trump almost did. But Joe Biden won't do that. That's why they wanted to own him. So what does Joe do? It's very transparent. He announces there'll be repercussions for China, but he won't say what they'll be. It's because there aren't any. And then in a show of force, he announces he's sending a couple hundred troops to Taiwan. Really? That's what a poor, weak country does when it can't fight but wants to pretend to be doing something. If Joe Biden actually intended to take on China, you know how you'd know? He'd announce tariffs and economic sanctions. He would body chop trade with them or threaten to, but he's not, and he never will. And China and Russia know it, and worse yet, they know why. They know this is the time to fight because both our Pentagon and our president are fundamentally compromised by China, by the creation of covid and that is where we stand. We've never seen anything like this in this world. I'll let Tucker Carlson finish up. By the way, the intel agencies of all these other countries, um, from India to South America, they un- these countries understand all of this. This is why they will not pick a side. They don't want to make China and Russia mad. Contrary to what you are being told in our media, that Russia is weak, we should just go finish them off. It's no big deal. Well, does half the world look to you like they think Russia's weak? No. Because they're watching this go, go down from a realistic point of view. And they want to side with the winner. And they're not real clear on whether that's going to be us. Not at all. I'll let Tucker Carlson finish winding down what's at stake here. And the historic strategic blunder of epic proportions that Joe Biden just made. By going to Europe to all but declare war on Russia. You could practically see China coming in the rearview mirror. And Joe Biden didn't see it. These people are well and truly cooked. So here's how Tucker Carlson wound that doubt.
3: In an interview with a German newspaper today, the Ukrainian President Zelensky casually mentioned that, oh, by the way, the entire world may soon go up in flames. Quote, if China aligns itself with Russia, there will be a world war. There will be a world war? If China aligns with Russia? Who could say something like that calmly? Since, as we just told you, China is aligned with Russia. It's already happened. That's not speculation. It's a fact. And as a result of that fact, according to Zelensky himself, hundreds of millions of people will die. No big deal. As long as we take Crimea. This is a very dark way of thinking. Zelensky himself is a very dark force. That is obvious if you watch him. It is unmistakable. Who could not see that? This man is a destroyer. He banned a Christian faith in his country and arrested nuns and priests. Oh, but he's a hero, claim our leaders, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell. No, Zelensky is not a hero. He is an instrument of total destruction. That is not a defense of his enemies. It's just true. And maybe that's why Joe Biden is drawn to him. Biden landed in Kiev today to promote another world war. Watch. Folks, this is all so
2: bizarre. I can't even believe it's coming out of my mouth. But this is what reality actually is. Good news is we still have a way to stop it. Former Trump advisor Steve Cortez laid it out the other day on Battleground.
1: This is not a Cold War.
3: It's not a proxy war. It's actually America deeply involved on the ground in Ukraine, effectively right now at war with Russia. But to your very important point, without any resolution from Congress, certainly without a declaration of war, and without even the decency to come to the American people and make the case dispassionately with with facts and data to the American people why this regional struggle matters so much to the United States. You know when David Ignatius talks about the way U.S. technology is being used, U.S. targeting about the high fidelity view uh, of the battle space. All of that sounds like a nation that is very much at war. And in fact, I think that is the reality, that this war has already begun. But it's not too late for us to draw it back, particularly now that we we control the U.S. House of Representatives.
2: He's right. We could defund the war. We could stand in the way of the war. We could stop the funding for the war, for being approved. But most importantly, we could easily end it by negotiating with Russia. Tell them that Ukraine will never be accepted into NATO. It's all they want. Then clean up our fiscal house. Stop printing money. Fortify the dollar. The world will stick with us. And a fortified dollar if it sees us cleaning up our financial house by putting an end to the printing of trillions of dollars. We don't have a lot of time left because once this starts, it'll go fast.
1: Battleground. America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?